welcome to this week's podcast, where we're going to be looking at the theme of not feeling as though you're good enough. So I took to Instagram a few days ago to ask my followers what they wanted this week's podcast to be on. And a whopping 83% of you voted for this theme. So thank you very much. Thank you also for listening. Maybe you're a regular listener now of the weekly podcast. And if so, please do leave an honest review. I'd love to know what you think of it. If it's helping you at all, maybe even drop me a message or send me a screenshot of you watching it. And if you're finding it helpful, tell a friend about it, pass it on. I really do want to help as many people as I can with the work that we do here. So, not feeling as though you're good enough. This is a lifelong battle that I've had. And I find that it gets itself into every part of my day if I let it. Um, you know, there are certain times in my life where I just feel as though I'm rubbish at things, or I'm not good enough to be somewhere, or that I'm not old enough to lead an experienced team. And so I thought that it was a useful area to share with you the things that I've done to overcome this now. And talking with many educators that I work with, I know that this is an insecurity that you feel as well. So yeah, let's, let's try and help one another. Now, as I record this podcast, my head is feeling a little bit groggy. So I do apologize if I start making no sense whatsoever. We've just got back from a trip to America where we've been working and holidaying. And yesterday was a very long flight. In fact, we had two flights. We flew from Miami to Dusseldorf and then Dusseldorf back to Manchester. So we had a very long day and I had a very long sleep as well last night, which has all sort of contributed to the fact of me feeling pretty foggy today. And I don't know if you've had jet lag before, but I find that it just makes my stomach constantly sort of off with meals and when I should be eating. And right now, um, it's sort of mid-morning as I'm talking, and I am absolutely starving. I feel like I could eat a big meal. Maybe it's just because I've got used to the American portion sizes for food as well. <laughs> so when I was in America, we found ourselves in Miami for a couple of days. And when we went to Miami, we kind of went with it in our minds that Miami probably wouldn't be for us. You know, we're a couple that love being outdoors. We like going on hikes. We like being immersed in nature. And just a very quick read about Miami before we went made me think that it probably wasn't going to be for us. You know, it had this huge party scene. Um, lots of drinking, lots of late nights, dancing away. And, you know, I do like a little bit of that in moderation, but I just didn't know if I wanted to be right in the middle of this. So I went with that already in my mind. But then when I was there, I found myself sat on South Beach, thinking to myself, wow, I've not got a face full of makeup, and I've probably not got the trendiest bikini on. And when these thoughts came to my mind, I then started thinking to myself, oh, I don't know if I'm cool enough to even be on this beach. I don't think I'm trendy enough. Um, you know, should I be sat drinking cocktails? Should I be sat in a particular way to try and show off my figure in the best way? 
I don't know. But yeah, all of these things came into my mind, which is really silly, isn't it? Because you shouldn't have had to look or be a particular way to access a beach. But yet, in Miami, it was clear that you kind of did. You know, there was there were so many people that were on trend. And it did make you feel as though you stood out a little bit because you weren't. And I'm not bothered about fashion or image, really. I like shopping. I like buying the things that I like. But I don't ever follow a particular trend. I just get the things that I enjoy wearing. And whether they're cool or not, I don't know. And I don't really care, to be honest. But as I said, this feeling of not being good enough just came into my head while we were in Miami. And... I just kind of had to say to myself, look, stop it. We're here. We're in, you know, a gorgeous location. The sea was so like crystal blue and the sand was, was gorgeous and white. And it really was tranquil as well. And I thought, stop spoiling this lovely moment for yourself. So I gave myself a good talking to and I used a few strategies as well to make me get back to feeling like me again. So as we progress through our podcast today, I want to share some of those um, tips and hints with you because you might use them yourself. And it might be that your insecurities don't show when it comes to being on a beach. Your insecurities might be day-to-day of not feeling good enough to be an early educator. Perhaps you're feeling as though you don't have enough experience to do the role that you're trying to do. Perhaps you're feeling as though you're not young enough anymore to feel as though your work is fresh and exciting for the children that you work with. Maybe your insecurities do show up in your home life. Perhaps you feel as though you're terrible at ironing. Oh, this is something that got to me once. So when we moved into our very first we bought some packs of curtains and I remember the day that we sort of moved in we wanted to sleep in our house the same night so I unpacked these curtains and started ironing away at them and I just felt like I was the worst ironer ever as though there were so many creases in the curtains out and while I was doing this I was stood next to a family member of mine that loved ironing. In fact, they were pretty much obsessed with ironing and they would iron crazy things like socks and napkins that would just crease the moment you put on them. Whereas I had a very different view to ironing and usually tended to iron as I went along. But yeah, at that moment in time, I just felt like they were watching me and it made me feel like, oh, I'm incompetent at ironing curtains. How can this be? which was ridiculous really, because the family member there really wasn't doing that. In fact, they just wanted to help because they could see it was such a big job trying to iron all the curtains to go up ready for that evening so we could sleep in the house. But silly, silly thoughts just kept whizzing into my mind. And that's what it feels like when we get that insecurity of not feeling as though we're good enough. And it can just pop up whenever we're least expecting it as well. And these feelings are often holding us back from the fact that we are actually good enough. We can do it. We have got this. I know as an early educator that if you're thinking this now about the job that you're doing, you are good enough. You are trying your very best. And the fact that you're listening to this podcast today 
shows me that you've got the dedication and commitment that's needed to be the very best version of yourself. So you have got this, you are amazing and you can do a brilliant job. So let's just work together today to get those negative thoughts and feelings out of your brain and we can move on and we can feel a lot more refreshed and positive about what we do. So I have spent the last um, few um, days actually reading a really wonderful book by speaker, author, um, I think she does lots of different things. Um, I don't know all the different hats she wears, but she's called Rachel Holmes. You can follow her on Instagram and she's very inspiring with the things that she says. And not feeling good enough is an area that she actually covers in the chapter of her latest book. And I really like that she describes that we go through our lives feeling and experiencing this, but we can't just give up at that very first hurdle, especially when it comes to trying something so new. Like when we were a toddler and we were learning to walk, or when we were learning how to drive a car for the very first time. That feeling of not being good enough can often be replaced with, I haven't quite figured it out yet. Or what can I do to be better equipped in this situation? Because if we use that feeling of not being good enough to actually think, right, let's just give up, let's not progress with what it is we're trying to do, then we're never going to do it. But yet, as a younger person, as a, as a baby, as a toddler, we just didn't let this feeling stop us. You know, we couldn't walk when we first tried but we got back up and we tried again. So just as Rachel Hollings describes, we go through our lives feeling and experiencing this, but we can't give up at that first hurdle. We have to keep on trying. And yes, let's learn from our mistakes. Now, I don't know about you, but I use Instagram quite a bit. And I often find myself daydreaming away at what perfect provision, provision I can see set up on the feeds that I follow. And as an educator, I think to myself, why can't I achieve this? Why can't I have children that respect the resources just like the person that I'm following? Is it me? Am I doing something wrong? Am I failing? And again, Mrs. Self-Doubt creeps back in. But if we don't stop her in her tracks, then she'll start to snowball out of control. And this is what we, want, we don't want to happen. And I think now with social media, it's so easy to just compare ourselves to everyone else out there. Although a little side note here is that everything that we do see online, even those people and feeds that are trying to be authentic or their real selves, their life online is really just a highlights reel showing the very best edited parts. And even though you might think you know somebody, your views of that person and the way that you have got this idea of what they're like is always going to impact on that too. So we never ever really do know the person that we're following, even though we might think we do. So this habit, this comparison trap is so self-destructive. And it's a habit mainly because it's a game that you can never win at. Yes there always will be someone that's achieved more than you have. Someone that's got more experience at supporting an upset child or somebody that 
is able to um, call on a theorist like with the click of their finger because they just know their knowledge really well. There's always going to be people that are, that are more knowledgeable and experienced than yourself. But what we have to do is learn to be happy for the things that we've had success with. So often we just need to take a moment to record deep now and think to yourself, you go on, you can do it now, grab a pen and paper and ask yourself what moments, events or experiences shape the person that you are today. And I also want you to remember that this is you, you're a unique person. Your uniqueness is something nobody else has. That's your superpower. And you know, you don't always have to stick to the rules when it comes to doing things. You don't always have to do things the way that things have been done before. Gosh, for me, so many times, working as a trainer and a consultant, I thought to myself, gosh, there's so many consultants and trainers out there at the moment working in education. Have I really got what it takes to be here? Do I deserve to be here? You know, I look at some of the wonderful people out there at the moment, and they've been doing this job for 20 or 30 years. And I just stop and think, am I old enough to be doing this? And that self-doubt comes back in again. So we have to stop that and we have to think, well, actually, what I'm offering is something so different to what the rest of the world is. I'm bringing into the approach my calmness. I'm trying to lead in a new way because education has to change. The pattern that we've had working in education is showing us that it doesn't fit now with the way that the world is. And if we don't make these changes, then nothing's ever going to improve for education. Instead, we need to empower our early educators to let them believe that they've got this and they can do it. And no longer just standing with a PowerPoint presentation work. That isn't how we get the best from you. So in my approach, I'm really trying to turn things around and create a new way of working. And yes, I'll make mistakes along the way. Yes, things won't go right. Yes, there will be times of self-doubt that will try and creep in. But actually, I've got this. You've got this. We can do it. You know, I'm going to... Oh, my cat's just jumped on my laptop. You know, we can do this together. And you can be the very best version of yourself. And you just need to believe it. Now, next week, Monday, in fact, I'm going to be trying something completely new and maybe a little bit crazy. I'm going to start my own breakfast show on Instagram. I'm going to come online every day and be live for 10 to 15 minutes to give you my daily dose of Hugar in the early years. And maybe nobody will watch it. Maybe it won't be the right way forward, but I have to try. I can't just give up at the first hurdle. So don't be, don't be that old you that would have done that. Think about the toddler version of you, that toddler version of you that would have just got straight back up again and done the thing that terrified them the most. Because that's how we evolve. That's how we make our difference to the world. We can't always use that traditional route that we've always done for years and years. We have to try and we have to be inventive to do those new things. So we are, we are all different. And 
just just think just stop comparing yourself to that person on instagram that you follow with the cool trainers and stop and think actually i'm me and that's pretty special and do you know i love this quote by eleanor roosevelt and she says no one can make you feel inferior without your consent i love that quote because it's putting you back into the driving seat of your own life you're in control it's your mindset that makes you feel the way that you feel right now. So you can change that, you're in control of it. And so that's what we need to go back to. And we have to stop dragging ourselves down by our thoughts, especially those disruptive thoughts as well. So some of the other things that I like to do when I feel this particular way is I like to draw upon affirmations. So that moment when Mrs. Self-Doubt tries to creep back in to your life, you want to put a halt in her tracks. And so saying, a, a saying to yourself or a short phrase of affirmations help to give you that power back to achieve an incredible thing and to let you use your affirmation as a great prompt to divert your attention back to who you want to be. So one of the affirmations that I use day to day is I am enough. So when I was sat on Miami Beach and I was looking around at what everybody was wearing, I just stopped to myself, gave myself a minute's pause and then I said, just in my head, it didn't need to be out loud, I am enough. Another one that we can use, perhaps if we're in a meeting and we feel like everyone has wonderful ideas and we don't have anything to say or contribute, I like to just say in my head, I have the power to achieve incredible things. Or my brain is flourishing with ideas. It's a simple phrase that just helps to stop those destructive thoughts and change the pathway. So that's what I like to do. Another thing I like to do when my self-esteem is taking a little bit of a dip is I like to do something that I think is right. So, for instance, it might be doing a good deed and it might be doing something like making a coffee for my partner or maybe holding the door open for somebody or going out of my way to um, maybe make something and give it to somebody as a gift because I know they've always wanted it. But I find that when I feel like I'm giving something back, it helps to raise my self-esteem and it makes me feel good about myself. Maybe it's a little bit selfish in the way that I think I have to do something good to make myself better. But I think that it's a double-edged um, double sword, really, and that we're both seeing the benefits of it. So use it like a, a little bit of string. Start with something small, doing something good, and build up and get bigger and bigger, and then you'll start to feel the progress. Something else that I like to do, and you've probably heard me go on about this a million times, especially if you've taken part in any of my workshops or listened to any of the other podcasts. But journaling is something so powerful that really helps to change our mindset. When we journal every single day, it reminds us of all the good things about ourselves, things that we can be proud of. And if you caught the Hugo and Elliot conference, you'll have heard Gemma from the Happiness Branch talking about journaling as being one of the five pillars of happiness. And it really is such a wonderful tool to use that can change that negative mindset 
into a positive, to let you feel like you have got this, you can do it. So lots of little bits there that you might want to take into your day or take into your work at school or at nursery or into your home if you're a childminder. But I just want you to believe in yourself. And I think the first part of believing in you, to believe that yes, you are good enough, is to just start telling yourself that, using your daily affirmation, writing it down, and just think, yes, I can do this. I've got this. Um, and I know that often when we're working in teams or with other people, we can feel as though we're okay, we're in a positive mindset, but the moment we come into contact with somebody else, we start to lose that positivity. Um, again, I'm going to go back to my holiday. We were checking into our flight in Canada Airport. And for some reason or not, we couldn't check in our luggage all the way from Miami all the way to Manchester. Because as I said, we had two flights that we needed to catch. Um, the lady that was checking us in at the time said we had to do all this manually ourselves. Only the way she talked about this, she came across in a negative way. And her words were, passengers must educate themselves on the fact that they have to check in their own luggage on all the flights and do this themselves. And the way I took this negativity and the way I took this statement was, oh, she's aiming that at me. She's making me think that I've done something wrong. And then I started to think, oh, I'm not even good enough at checking into a flight the right way. Until Matt just pulled me to the side and he said, look, what she said, it wasn't about you. It wasn't criticism or verbal attack on us. It was actually her. And if we take it back to the role that she was doing, and we did turn our backs and look at her um, as we were walking off and, and we looked at what she was dealing with, she was dealing with quite a lot of customers who seemed to be pulling their hair out for frustration over one thing or another. And so she was probably having a really bad day. And maybe she shouldn't have responded in the way she did. But actually, when we think about it, it wasn't actually aimed at us. It was about her. And sometimes when you're working with other people and you're feeling as though they're always being negative towards you or they've launched a verbal attack on you, just stop and think, do you know what? Perhaps they've had an argument with their husband before work this morning. Perhaps they've had a really stressful start to the day getting their children ready for school, that they were running late. And think, actually, it's not me, but it's them. And so we have to sort of change that situation around as well, so that we keep that positivity in our mindset. Okay, guys, well, that's the end of today's podcast. I hope that you found it really useful. I know that I haven't mentioned much about the actual children that we work with in today's episode. I really wanted to just give you a little bit of support on creating a positive mindset. Um, so hopefully this has helped you and I would love it if you could leave me an honest review over on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. Well, have a lovely day and I will speak to you next week. And don't forget, if you follow me on Instagram, I would love it if you could come and join me next week from Monday to listen to my morning breakfast show that I'm going to be starting, which I'm excited and a little bit nervous about at the moment. Okay, well, have a lovely day. Talk soon. Bye.